All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo. It's the vet. It's your boy Dwight at 5172214. Joined again every week with the brains of the operation. I ain't going to hit it with no AK. It's just young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. How you feeling? How you feeling this week? What that weather looking like up in New York? Hot. It's been hot. So, yeah, it's very hot here. Um, but I'm feeling good. Uh, yeah, just prepping before a vacation. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah, y'all won't hear from me. Well, at least in podcast format. Um, this will be the last time for the next two weeks. So, yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, SJ low-key stunned on me when she told me where she was going and how long she was there for. And I was like, damn, it must be nice. I ain't even mad at it. I hope Real Talk don't enjoy yourself. I know you got like a lot going on with school slash work slash school work. So enjoy yourself, for real. You you need to need to relax. You in your youth, you in your prime. Have some fun, man. Have some fun. Thank uh, you. What was I going to say? Uh, let's get into it. So uh, I guess the first topic we can get into, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. It's just really on the bird app, people talking about that Grant Williams interview. And I, I guess we can get to that later. But the first thing I, I want to talk about was like Summer League. Um, we kind of been gushing about uh, the Mavs rookies, but we wanted to more get into like what rookies from summer league, this incoming class, who really caught our eyes, who are we invested in? Um, I think I made a tweet on the timeline where I was like, dude, because obviously we stunk this year. So like I actually watch YouTube and read articles about these guys. And that's something I normally don't do. I usually just show up to watch summer league and form my opinions from there. But I actually, you know, I did a little bit of research, yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to let you go first, SJ. Who who really caught your eye from Summer League from this class? Who do you feel like, damn, I thought this dude was good or I thought this dude was mid and he showed out or vice versa? Um, I mean, first guy, I want to save him because I know who you're going to say and I – agree with you my son yeah your boy (laughs) leonard um he showed out but i want i want to save him for a bit i got you but one guy oh i mean i'm gonna talk about a few there's a few but like one guy that i knew was good right and honestly he went lower than i expected and he just absolutely showed out keontae george i thought he would have at worst been um going to the pelicans mm-hmm. at worst i thought he would have been um off the board by what did they have pick what um 14, 14 yeah, they had no. yeah so i thought yeah and i granted 16 yeah two spots but still two spots is still two spots um and yeah he went 16th and i mean utah i've been talking about utah they came out with a haul um and i keontae george was you know pretty phenomenal and again this is um summer league so as we talk about these rookies um 
I'm not like Keontae. What he averaged like what twenty eight or something ridiculous yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean he he was um, low key too good to play towards the end. I exactly. Think, I think he ended up getting hurt. Maybe that was the excuse. Yeah. But I really think they just realized like yeah he he got it. Exactly. So. I think he's going to be good in the league, but, you know, he's going to go through struggles, all that, but, like, he's going to be really good, like, um, and, you know, good positional size, you know, especially if they run him at the one, um, what is he, like, 6'4", I think, um, could, has the tools to be a good defender, we've seen his offense, um, and how much that can even grow, so, He's someone, I, I mean, Utah, good luck, young man, but <laughs> we, I'm excited to see him grow, and I mean, he's one guy, and I mean, I guess we could talk about Leonard, and then, you know, you can jump in as you see fit here. Um, he is, re- like, I thought he, not to say that I thought he'd be extremely raw, because he did average like what was it in the G League? Um, uh, he was like eighteen, eight, eight, or 18, it, was, 18 it was it was almost eighteen a night. I think it was like seventeen point seventeen. Yeah, in ten, yeah. he was efficient. Like it was exactly. So it's not like I thought he was gonna be extremely raw, raw. But you know, sometimes those type of players, like especially since a shot, like as much as he shot well at the combine. Um, it was still a little shaky, you know what I'm saying? It's, um, it's, I, I, Leonard is my son, y'all know I love him, but that shot is horrible. It's still so bad, but it's been going in. Like, it's so yeah, bad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know when, you know, he gets to the league and they try to, um, like, break it down. Like, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, They might touch that shit. Um, but regardless, he's much more polished than I even thought coming out the gate. And I mean the wolves, they're backed up in in their um kind of big room with um Gobert, Cat, <laughs> they re-sign Nas, um Um and who else? They did they get somebody else and I'm no no no, it's Leonard. But my point is this is gonna be hard to kind of get minutes there. Um I mean he's a four though, but still, um I think he's more of a four right now. Um, and he is a four, but, um, the point is he's much more polished than I thought. And I'm excited to see Like if maybe if they give him run in the G league, just so he can play, um, not necessarily, I mean, he's already been down there clearly. Um, and we've seen him put up 17 and 10, so we know he can play down there, but it's just a sense of, you want to keep these guys in rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if they're not, um, playing you know all the time and not getting consistent minutes just to keep them you know ready especially if they're young guys obviously you're not doing this with seasoned vets but um they're young guys you know kind of get them adjusted by playing because you know obviously he's young you're trying to develop them have them grow they have to play in order to develop so um i'm excited to see yeah him this upcoming um nba season but yeah what about you who give me some guys I mean, if you want to jump on Leonard, I know you watched him way well, more. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he, I got, I, I, he was like, I mean, I think I missed the first game he played, but I watched all the rest of them. He low key kind of faded to keep it real with you. The last two games, like, I want to say the first three, he was open. Like, I'm, oh my god, how did he fall the second round? And you know, he uh he's a little rough that second to last game, that fourth game, he was trying to do too much. He was missing easy shots and whatnot. And 
I'm still very high on him, but I am a, he he is raw. I do think if he was playing, it would have been better for him to get drafted to a bad team to where he could just play. But I do think there's certain things he can already do on a plus NBA level. That whole rebounding and go, like he can do that. He can rebound. He's I don't want to call him a one man fast break, but he he got that, you know. And that little ugly ass mid-range shot, like it held up in the G League and it held up in Summer League. And it's ugly. And I get why even watching him be effective, I can understand why a scout would be like, yeah, that shit not going to translate. But it's just, it keep working. And the three ball, it's his shot is so bad. It's from a, like he click his heels when he's shooting. But that shit be going in and he getting it off because he's tall. So I'm excited for him. That's, you know, that's I claimed him as my third adopted son. And I, I really wish he was on a team where he could play because I don't think he's going to be able to, like, where, who, like, who's he? He can't really play the three. You know what I'm saying? And really none of those other dudes except for maybe, maybe Jaden can play the three. So it's going to be hard for him to get minutes. But even if he in the G League, as long as he developed, um, we'll see how it goes, but it is a little weird to me because like they traded up for him, like they they traded up, they gave up shit to get him towards the top of the second round. So that, like, I don't know. Let me ask you, like, you think they about to trade somebody? Like, because that wasn't he didn't nah, like. Fall. I just think I just think that's how the second round. I mean, I just think that's good business by them in the sense okay. that. That's how the second round. That's how you should operate in the second round. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If you see a guy that you believe has, like, you can't believe, like, you know what I'm saying? He was probably like super high on their draft board, and uh-huh. they couldn't believe he was still there, so they had to, like, you know, go get him, kind of thing. Like how okay. we bought into the second round to get Jaden Hardy again. Gotcha. Like, he was, gotcha. like yeah. he was high because I believe he was high on their board. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they couldn't believe he was still there, so it was like, all right, let me try to sneak in there and go grab some so i just think it was like good business for them yeah i don't think because they did the nas extension they didn't even play with free agency no they didn't no, play around no. with that Mm-mm. so to me that indicates they want him you know what i'm saying they want him yeah. like they didn't even play around with that shit. um so and this was again like i said after they knew they had um uh what's his name leonard leonard yeah so they wanted him and i mean go bearcat at that point I believe like you traded all that shit to see it work like yeah. half it wasn't even half a season it was like a little bit of I a think season it, I think that's it was not, like 20 some games if that yeah that's not enough that's just not enough like in in the sense that you can't um call it a failed experiment you know off based off that so um i'm sure they're gonna you know run that back so yeah no i don't think anybody and then Jaden he's he's a gem on your roster so and i know they don't have any plans on um you know trading him and they are looking to extend him actually too yeah so um when the time comes so i think um yeah i just i just think they're just it was just a good business move for them but yeah. i mean yeah i mean i they did interesting things while we're on the topic of the timberwolves who did they get they got shake right shake milton um mm-hmm. and free agency who else did they get um they got somebody else that I, they got somebody else that's what i'm like um it's gonna bother me i might look it up but yeah they got shake i know they got shake they um 
they Jalen Noel, I think is is he still he's still a free agent, right? I think he so. no, no, no. I think they brought him back, didn't they? Jalen Noel? Oh, I, I don't I, remember seeing that. I won't stay yes or no to that. I, just I think he got, let me that. let me let me look it up. I'm pretty sure he he signed with somebody. I remember seeing that name. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm not sure if he signed. Was it the Celt? No, I can't remember. Nah, he is still out there. Apparently. He's still out there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to look up Timberwolves off season twenty. Like they got shake. Was it just shake that they got? And then they re-signed Nas. Was that all they did? Maybe. Ah, uh, maybe. Don't give me a lie. And the ant extension. I know they did the ant extension. Yeah, that's uh, probably all they did. Yeah, but anyway, the point is, um, good business move for them. Because I mean, eventually, I mean, now he's on a year. He, he's cost controlled, I believe. Yeah, so now they, um, they they gave him a four year boy. <laughs> exactly. So. They in the future, like he's definitely insurance, one hundred percent insurance. He definitely could be insurance down the line, but not not anytime soon. I don't think. Yeah, that's a that's a good piece of work. Um, the other guy that, and I I, I hate to do this because they're twins, but bruh, them twins is good, man. Both of them, both of them, both of them good. Um, you know, I paid attention to the Pistons summer league. Uh, both, you know, Asar looked really good. I didn't realize, like, I, I know this is a summer league, but they just look like grown-ass men. And I know they're a little bit older than typical rookies in this class, but even even then, they they grown-ass men in comparison to dudes who was, like, been in the league four or five years. Um, what's my man's name? Uh, Durant. I don't know, SJ. I'm saying Duran, my guy. I think Duran is my favorite player on the Pistons. Like, I know he it's summer league, but some of the mid-range stuff, some of the the ball handling stuff he was doing, he really, really impressed me. Out of all them damn bigs the Pistons got, I think he's the only one that's worth the damn. I think he is the only one that's worth a damn. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like he, I was super high on him coming off the draft. Coming out the draft, I thought he super fell. Like I thought he yeah. was gonna go higher. Um, yeah. I really thought the Spurs were gonna get him. Um, but I don't think the Spurs didn't pick that high that year, did they? No, they took Sohan. Like oh no, no, six, yeah, 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 seven or eight or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went, they went a different direction, and I don't hate that pick for them. It wasn't like I hated them, but I, I really know, thought so, they so were gonna Sohan Hooper. Exactly. Yeah, but I really thought they were gonna go um Durant. Um, I really, really liked Durant. And then he came into the league and had a good rookie season. Like, um, I mean, the only thing that I said about him is that um, he looks kind of like, they say he's 6'10". He looks 6'9"-ish to me. Like, every single time I go, that's all I can think about. I know it sounds crazy, but I don't know. That's like a certain guy. Like Cam Whitmore is another guy that's that's bugging me with too. Like nah, guys he, that you he, think he's, a certain... he's not that tall, man. I don't care what nobody. He's saying. like six four ish, six five. Like yeah. that's how he, he looks. Six four. Like he looks six four. Maybe six. That's what I'm saying. I could give him six five. Fine, but I can't go higher. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I can't. But anyway, um. Yeah, um, I really like Duran is the point I'm trying to make. And they gotta clear up the big like the thing with um some of these young bad teams, 
and Orlando is starting to, like, Orlando still has work to do, but they started to do it when they let, like, Bol Bol go, and they let, um, you know, Mo Bamba, they trade him away for nothing, you know, like, clear up your log jams as a young team. To me, you can't have, like, as a young team, have log jams at a position with all these young dudes. At least make it a log jam where it's like a vet who don't even play. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they're just really just mentoring, and it's not a big deal. Like, you got, like, four dudes um under, like, 24. That's, like, hustling for minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then to make matters worse, like, most of them aren't good. So it's like, what are you? And here's the thing. I, I don't even want to say, oh, they're just not good. They're young. Yes, they can improve. That's why you're trying to take the flyer, right? But I just think um, at a point, Marvin Bagley, you know, you gave him the, you gave him the cute coin. You know, he's been all right for you. It's not like he's just completely stunk and all that. He's been okay. But you now drafted his replacement, essentially. Like, you drafted a dude that's right now better than him. Like, Duran is better than Marvin Bagley right now. And he yeah. will be better than him, <laughs> like, you know, in the future. So, and you have James Wiseman, who's a, you know, a little bit of a different case where it's just, he just has not played enough. Like, how many times, like, it's like, he plays games, but at the same time, it's like, we have not seen enough of this dude to know to make a, you know, strong conclusion about, you know, or projection about what he could be or whatever the case may be. So I think um, they just need to clear that up a bit and not to say to rush their timeline, like, oh, they have to start winning now. No, but clean some of that up. And you like, I like, like in, in the sense that find yourself a vision and clean some of that stuff up and start working towards that. Um, I think they're in a space where you have the all the young talent you could really get right now. You know what I'm saying? Like at a certain point, it's not like you could just fill up your rosters of all these lottery picks because you cannot pay them all. So you know that would be a stupid move. You know what I'm saying? So um, you got Cade, you got Ivy, you got Duran. Now you got a Sar. Now it's time to you know what I'm saying? Start cleaning up the roster and start making it make sense. You committed to. Um, Stewart. So you're that's to me a signal saying he's a part of the future, or at the very least, he's gonna be a trade chip or whatever. But to me, an extension signals that he's a part of the future, especially with like team options and you know stuff like that. He's a part of the future, so he's in the core. So start identifying the core and move forward with it. Like clean up them bigs. <laughs> that's my <laughs> advice to Detroit. Clean up them bigs. Yeah, they they got to they because the it's not fair to them young dudes either because uh, they gave Bagley that little that little nice little contract but shit it's only two more years left he gonna want another contract so he's gonna want to play so I don't think he's gonna be like a good vet I wouldn't be a good vet um same thing for Wiseman I think Wiseman this is a contract year for him and you paid. Uh, Stewart. So, like, what what we doing? And Duran, I'm sorry, man. Duran need to be on the court 30 minutes a night until, or literally until he finds. Exactly. Out. That's the problem. Like, Duran has to play. Like, period. Yeah. Like, he has to be your starter. You got to give him the minutes. And then all these other dudes. The problem is not like you could stick them together and say play together. They try yeah. that, but like, let's be serious. That's why you're you lose games. Like, this is why. Like, you you're trying. You need to start to try to build towards something at this point. 
um, and running Wiseman and Bagley out or Bagley and Durant or Wiseman and Durant. Get out of my face, bro. Like, please, please, please clean that situation up. It's not going to work. Like you said, like, it's just no, no, it's not going to work. No, it's not going to work. But uh, what do you think about the twins? I really like the twins. Um, honestly, there was a, a period during the pre you know draft process where not to not to say I was souring on them because at no point did I ever sour on them. But it was like, hmm, like you start to question. You know, you're looking at all this for so long. You start to question. You know, okay, um, what really is the ceiling or what really is the floor? Um, so I was just thinking about that a bit during the pre-draft process. But overall, I think. Um, I don't know. On draft night, I thought Asor was going to the Magic at the very least. Um, I didn't think he was getting past like the Magic, definitely. Um, and I mean, Magic had the six picks, so that was just one spot below where he actually went. And oh man, I mean, there was a point when I mean the reporting was getting funny from Shams, obviously. Where, um, shit, the Blazers, you know, might have um, had an opportunity to. Um, I mean, they did have the opportunity to take him, but they yeah, just, like but, thinking about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, he's, uh, they, I mean, they have a, it's like they have a different skill set, but they're similar. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, they both have great feel for the game, but it's kind of different in the sense that, um, men can be a lead guard, even though there's, you know, questions about that, but I think he can be a lead guard. Um, but Asar is really like a, a point forward kind of guy, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily like a a point guard. Um, and then defensively, I mean they're both ridiculous. Um, oh yeah, ready to guard. Defensively, day one. Yeah, they're going to. Yeah, I think they're both are going to be all defensive type guys. Like that's is that serious <laughs> with them defensively? Like, what did Almond have like in that game? His one game before you got hurt, it was like four blocks. Like three steals. Like I thought, it, I, mean, I thought it was more than that. I ain't gonna hold you. I thought it was like five, six steals. It was something uh, so, so crazy where you was like, "Damn!" I think it was like four blocks, like three steals. Like it was almost getting like five, five with like you know what I'm saying. Like I think that on men especially, um, I'm sorry too, but on men especially, I think is gonna have them one of them. You know, just ridiculous stat lines, even if it's not like crazy scoring it's gonna be like a nasty dream on green side line like a 12 you know 10 7 8 5 you know one of them stat lines like i could see him you know having so i mean it's crazy i mean the houston situation is something now that we're on the, talking about the twins um and is in houston um that's a situation that i also wanted to touch on because as much as i I have not been a huge one of those huge critics of the um, Houston offseason because while I do think that they just went crazy, um, I also understand somewhat why they felt the need that they had to do that um, because, you know, new capital is about you had to spend the money. Um, they had been at the bottom. That's, that's what people haven't been realized. Like, they've been so bad these past couple of years. Like, I'm pretty sure ownership um fucking fertita munder money laundering fertita i'm pretty sure his pockets were hurting um like people weren't buying tickets bro as much as young talent yes they have young talent they were bad it was like it wasn't um 
inspiring. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I know ticket sales were low, and granted, I'm not fact-checking this, so if you want to fact-check me, sure, go ahead. Um, I'm just, I've, based on what I see at the games and clips, it don't look like nobody there, but... No, nah, my, um, my dad went to, when they played the Pistons, and obviously it's the fucking Pistons versus the Rockets, I think they literally were two of the three worst teams in the NBA, but... My dad's like, ain't nobody here. <laughs> like, yeah, so I don't think ticket sales were hot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. that's my point. And at a certain point, ownership tries to push for competitive basketball. And if the own, if the GM feels like he's on the hot seat, and if the GM is getting um green light from the ownership, like, yeah, we have, because they had a lot of money. I think people um don't realize how much money they had to spend. They had a lot of money to spend, um, and I mean, they had other to teams, spend it too, yeah. yeah, other teams had a lot of money to spend. And they went different rate ways, like you know, for example, the Spurs. The Spurs were salary dump pours, um, so they went that route. But at the end of the day, I mean, they went that route because it's a different situation. To me, you can't compare situations like that. They just picked Victor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's a whole, and they also had. Um, like their situation is not it's not like they have a plethora of young talent like like just stacked up like the rockets did so they have all these guys like stacked up and the word around town and not just around town just the public perception of the rockets is that there's just no culture over there you just fired your head coach like the the Spurs are a beacon of stability. As much as, you know, I hate them, <laughs> they're the beacon of stability. So, with like, you can't, to me, you can't compare what the Spurs did versus what the Rockets did. I mean, that could be um, an indication of a well-ran franchise versus when it's not well-ran. I mean, that's subjective. That's up to you to make that determination. But just looking at it objectively, I understand why they felt the need to do what they had to do but when you i mean get into the season i feel like it's just the potential to be a really funny um predicament for them in the sense that um some of these you know so-called vets that they got like they're still got they're guys that still want to play still believe that they can play it's guys that are trying to prove themselves um you know namely dylan brooks <laughs> you know what i'm saying like right not to say he's going to go in there and cause problems. Like, I'm not trying to say that. But, you know, he's a guy. He overlaps in terms of position with some of the other guys, like, that they have. So, I'm, like, struggling to see. And I know they gave away, like, two other young players that they had. I mean, but the thing is, those two weren't really playing that much anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, um, they, I mean, they gave away Josh Christopher, too. So, they gave away quite a few guys um, in the process um in getting you know some of these vets but i think um i mean i know everyone's talking about the clash with in terms of amen and fred you know who's gonna start you know can they play together this that and the third i mean you're talking about um you know jabari tari eason you know dylan brooks um who else do they have on the wing cam whitmore they just drafted on the wing you know what i'm saying like how how not to say it won't work um but in terms of just minutes allocation like somebody is not gonna get the minutes they want um and will attitudes be you know cool you know in that sense 
we'll see. That's I'm curious to see. That's what I'm looking for with the Rockets. I I, I will say this. <clears throat> I don't think Cam Whitmore is going to play. Um, I, I think Omax is going to play more for us than he's going to play for them. Um, because as much as Cam Whitmore was hooping, his his square button don't work. Like he is just shooting. I'm sorry, his X button don't work. He's just shooting the ball. He's not passing at all. He's not, he's a bucket. And that's what he's gonna do. That's what he knows how to do. And I think with that, with the lineup he got, they gotta clear it out. And I listened to like Ime Udoka and the type of centers he's looking for and the type of just the type of coach he is. Fam, they like if you can't play defense, he ain't gonna play you. So I look at it. I look at the guys. Who, they, that's why they was trying it's to. It's looking bust. rough. That's, that's why they wanted Brooks so bad. Yeah, they was trying to bust it wide open for Brook Lopez. No one believed mm-hmm. it, but like I don't know if he's. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's an email guy, but I will say I think Tari Eason is going to play a lot. I think he's going to maybe start. You, they just gave Dylan Brooks all that money, so he gonna start. I think KPJ. I, I don't, I don't know. Oof, I don't know how it's gonna work out for that young man because his contract not guaranteed, so they can just walk away from him at any summer. He's def- by default uh, a expiring contract every year, and I just don't see where he plays. They said they wanted to put him back on the wing, and that's another thing that's like I feel like you already got a lot on the wing, but yeah. They were saying, yeah, they was they was trying to put him on the wing to even play him with like Fred Armand and you know KPJ. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a lot of guys. What, what, what's your phrase? It's gonna be spooky for him. I just I think when it comes out of this, it's gonna be. Well, let, let's I'm gonna give you what I think they start lineup gonna be. So it's Fred, it's Jalen, it's uh, uh, Dylan. Then we go on Tari. Then we go on Alper and Shingon. Do you think those are the guys that start? So you said, what you say again? You said I got Fred, Dylan, Mm -hmm. Jalen Green. Uh, I think Tari is going to start. And they're going to start out. They're going to start Alpi. There's no way Jabari not starting, bro. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah, that's what I'm swap saying. Like, swap there's a in. lot swap, of guys. Swap him. I literally forgot he was on the team, and he was fucking out there hooping, too. So, yeah, so swap there's him no out way. for Tari Eason. Damn, mm-hmm, Tari Eason okay. still ain't starting. Exactly. Low, he was low-key too good for Summer League. I think he averaged 25 or 23 or some shit like that. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, they got a lot of guys. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Guys are gonna feel slighted, like even and even if it's not like super public and not a mess and all that. Like I'm, I'm a messy bitch, y'all know that. So that's why I'm like looking for the mess. But like even if it's not like super messy, I feel like there's gonna be feelings. Like you know what I'm saying in, in terms of people feeling slighted about minutes, because there's a lot of guys, especially if they're hooping. You know what I'm saying? Right now it's just projections. Like some of these dudes could really stink, and it's no pro. It's an easy decision. You know who to play. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for example, if Cam Whitmore's struggling, um, it's easy to justify not giving him minutes. You know what I'm saying? Um, as a rookie, especially, he's playing behind guys. So that's easy to justify. Um, but some of these big money guys, yeah, you're going to just have to play. You know what I'm saying? Fred going to play regardless if he's stink or not. Fred going to play. 
Um, that's probably why some people are, you know, a little, not nervous for Amin, obviously, but are probably going to be disappointed if he doesn't play as much as they would like to see, just because Fred is going to have to play. Um, given that you just gave him $40 million, are you going to bench $40 million? I don't think so. Um, Dylan Brooks, you just gave, you know, a cute coin. He's probably going to play. Um, and yeah, I just think, I mean, having I mean, factored in, um, Jock Londale, but he's, he's just a backup. Um, but they, um, are not as, I, I think as a, as a, their big situation, they're not as athletic as Ime would probably want his bigs to be. So I think that's also something to watch out for in the sense of future moves. Like, Shangun is good, but I don't think they're married to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially with Ime in there now. I don't think it's like a, he's just one of those guys in the core that's like, he's not in trade discussions. Like, at, like I don't think they'll just give him away or anything like that. But um, for the right, you know, big for the right trade, yeah, I could see them definitely um moving them. Yeah, yeah, I could see it too. Um, that's something else. Like, dog, they was gonna play Dwight Powell. <laughs> like Dwight Powell, exactly. Dwight Powell would have played more for them than he. I think he's gonna play for the Mavs, which is kind of crazy to me that he took eight million. Oh, he would have played for them. That's the well, thing. They, well, they 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 only have two centers on the roster. It, exactly. It's, it's Jock Landale who they went to after mm-hmm, after White he Powell. said no. Yeah. yeah, he said no. It's him and Alpine, and that's it. There's literally not another center on the roster, so. Like, I, I know there's some people that think, like, Dwight wouldn't have played or whatever. No, they wanted him to give him minutes. He was going to play. And that seems kind of crazy because that don't seem like an E-May dude either. But we know Dwight was going to do his job, do dirty work. They want a lob so. threat on the roster. It's been like a, that That was like the contention with um even with Sil- when Silas was there, Bruno Fernando, when he was starting over um Shangun for so long, they wanted a vertical kind of lob threat. Um, at that spot for like some of the younger dudes under like for a KPJ, you know, like to throw gotcha. lobs. Um, but yeah, so that's why I like the Dwight Powell thing made sense to me. Um, yeah, but he would have played. I mean, I'm not gonna get into that shit. Like that shit. So no, no, no. Hey, we uh, <laughs> we come back from the break. There are, I, I do, I get, I didn't even tell you about this in the show, but, but I want to do like a segment of things that people say that I might have even believed that I've looked up over the last week. And it's like, yeah, this shit's not true at all. It's just not true. And how much Dwight Powell plays in comparison to other centers in the NBA, it was, was really one of the biggest things. Um, we're going to tease this right after the break. And we back. So what what I was going to talk about was like, you know, Dwight Powell started for the Dallas Mavericks last year. He started the most games, right? And something people say, we, we were upset. A lot of people were upset that he was the starter. And something I see is like, the Mavs played Dwight Powell like 25 minutes. They got the Mavs will never be good because Dwight Powell plays so much. 
So I looked it up, man. I was just like, damn, you know, I know Dwight started, but how many minutes does he actually play in comparison to like most other centers in the NBA? And like, if you look at it, as far as minutes per game that centers play, he does not play center. He is, he is not a starter. Like, I know he starts the game, but he is literally like 40th in minutes per game for centers played. And the NBA.com data is a little, little dirty because it counts some dudes that are centers that started centers as forwards. So and I was too lazy to go and include them dudes. I was just looking at dudes that, are, that they had listed as center. So, like, dog, he really don't play that much, man. And, I like, why do people say that? Like, that's something common. Like, I think there's really people in their heart of hearts who believe Dwight Powell plays 25, 30 minutes a game. Like, and I know we, we you say you don't want to talk about it, but I noticed today, like, and we're going to use this to segue to the next topic with the whole plan with pace and based on that Grant Williams clip. Like, why do people do that? Like, it's, it's weird because we all got the internet. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, like, if I'm going to feel very strongly about something as passionate about as the Dallas Mavericks, if I'm going to form a strong opinion or have something that emotion gets me emotionally invested, I'm probably going to fact check it because, like, I ain't going to hold you. There'd be shit that be happening during the games when I be watching the games where I get mad about and I think, man, we stink this way or we stink that way. And then you, you look at the data after the fact you're like actually this shit wasn't good but it wasn't as bad as i thought it was and i feel like dwight powell minutes like i like he's never really played since luca been here he ain't really cracked 20 minutes a game but folks act like he'd be out there 30 35 minutes a night and i don't know why that's a thing i can't figure it out you want to hear something funny what's up so um and honestly this is off the top of the dome because i also did i don't know if you dropped the mic or stepped away from the mic but you sound like mad far away right now yeah i noticed my um can you hear me now i can hear you now yeah i i noticed it i don't know what happened but i'm back anyway um anyway as i was saying um the funny thing is that the most he's played, the most minutes he's played since he's been in Dallas. Do you know what season that is? Guess. Was it the year before Luca got here? No, it was the 2019-2020 season. Gotcha. And if you recall during that season, what happened to him? He tore his Achilles. Yes, and before he tore his Achilles, what was going on with the Mavericks? I don't remember. When we bust an ass, I don't remember. I ain't gonna hold you. Best offensive rating of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. And like I said, that was when he played the most minutes in Dallas. So, again, I'm not using that to say anything. But I'm just saying, that if we're talking about minutes and the most he's played, he played 26 minutes a night while we were busting ass. And, you know, we were... Weren't we like twenty one and um we were good. I yeah, we were good. We that was when we started the season. Like we had one of the best records in the NBA. Low key, I feel like we had one of the most best records in the NBA until he tore his shit. If memory serves. Yeah, no, yeah. After he tore his shit, we went. We were kind of mid actually. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't because of Powell towards Achilles. Like Luca also Luca, had that. Luca got hurt or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, and then KP was like in and out. So yeah, it was um 
uh, and then yeah, Luca was hurt, and then KP turned up, but then it was like um, up and down stretch. But um, the point is, um, he doesn't. You're right. He does not play that much. Um, in the sense that he plays like bench minutes. So my thing is, I mean, it's not even that I don't even want to talk about it because no, we talk about everything, right? Yeah. In terms of me, like I don't believe like certain things. Like it's just the nature of I don't like when history is being like revised or when um people are just saying things that weren't true so like we're now in the off season like people are like we're saying um like yeah you know kid played you know powell 30 25 minutes a game over like wood and you, they made it seem like powell played night what was it 19 minutes a game 19 minutes seem- a night yeah, they made it seem like Wood is playing 19 minutes a night and Powell is playing the 26 that Wood was playing when it was really the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and then now they're switching it up to say, well, it's not how much he played, it's like when he played and like, um, Powell, like, come on, bro. Like, let's let's be serious. Matt, like, if Maxi was available, Maxi was the closer. Yeah. I, preferred- I, I, I will say the one thing that I have beef with with Jason Kidd in the Christian Woods situation was uh, was the fact, like, there'd be offensive possessions that Christian Wood wouldn't be out there, but Maxi and Powell would be, or both or one, and I'm sorry, you know, I'm I'm not going to tap dance on Christian Wood's grave because that man is literally technically out the NBA right now. But that, I'm sorry, that shit didn't make sense to me. It still don't make sense with hindsight. But the whole minute distribution, yeah, I don't care. I don't don't care. I don't care at all, actually, with hindsight. The season would have played out exactly the same if Dwight Powell played 15 minutes and Christian Wood played 30. Exactly. um, Exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, people think I think that Jason Kidd was perfect and all this. Like, that's not true. Like, I've called him, especially in real time, like, when I didn't agree with certain things, I would say it. But at a certain point, we have to, and it's not like holding people accountable. Like, who am I to fucking Christian Wood to hold him accountable? I'm no, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's not even on that kind of sense. But it's just that I, like I said, I am not going to tell lies and I'm not going to revise history. Um, and while it was happening, I was just like pointing it out in real time. And now in hindsight, I'm also pointing it out. So I'm just like, I'm standing on, you know, what I think. And a lot of it, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I don't even want to say group thing to try to like, you know, insult people or whatever, whatever. Because if you feel how you feel, sure. But like, sometimes it's like, it's just like, it feels somewhat of a, like a bit, right? We all have bits, so that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But at least acknowledge it that that's what it is. You know, no, they, they, I don't think it's a bit. Actually, I think some people really believe like Dwight Powell plays 25, 30 minutes a game. He plays like he don't crack the top thirty in minutes per game for a center. So he literally is a bench. He plays. He's a bench big. He plays bench minutes. He just starts the fucking game. And there's something else that I want to address, like. You know, because the plus minus stats are so much better with Dwight Powell versus Christian Wood. And people, uh, shout out to Grant, Grant would say, well, that's because they're going against base defenses. Well, why didn't the fucking, why Christian Wood started a bunch of games? 
the, he was not, those lineups were not fucking blowing the Dwight Powell lineups out the water. They were actually worse. So it's like, and Grant's a smart dude. It's like people just, dog, when it comes to Dwight Powell, no matter how good of a fan, you know what, you know, ball fan you are, that man breaks people's brains. And I don't want, I'm going to be honest, I wish he would have left because I don't want to talk about him no more because he ain't that fucking good. Like, let's, let's be yeah, real. I mean, he ain't that good. Like, but he, there's we... people that believe he would not be in the NBA without the Mavs. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. all right, y'all, y'all losing me now. Y'all losing me now. Or I believe Rashawn Holmes is going to be the starting center. And people, no, Jason Kidd's going to play Dwight Powell. That motherfucker was catching DMPs the first week and a half of the season. Like, I don't think people remember that. Like, I don't think people remember that. He, he was, was playing garbage time. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't say nothing. He said, sure. Um, and not even about him not saying anything, but like, he was the default like he was the guy that they went yeah you're gonna be out the rotation like they didn't even you know what i'm saying so uh, like to say that he's odd and i know people are going off what like mcmahon mcmahon was saying oh he might be the favorite i think kato might have said like to that do i might be the favorite so yeah they're getting information from sourced people but at the same time um i need to hear it also from um like until I hear some sort of press conference um, that this is going to happen, I know they can't. I mean, they're still trying to acquire a, a starting center. So that's why these, this is muddy right now, because yeah. if that Hawks trade goes through with Siakam, by all accounts, we are getting Capella. Like if that trade happens, it looks like the Mavericks get Capella some way, somehow. I don't know what the package looks like. I don't know, but we look like we're going to get Capella out of that. So um in the in that case the question would then be who's backing who's the primary backup <laughs> like is it powell is it holmes are you gonna give those spots to me that's why um as a backup like i really wish those minutes could be allotted to lively um but i know yeah. it's gonna be more third stringy than yeah like, yeah and, that, and that's why like i wish he wasn't here is because even if he should play 10, 15 minutes, like, I actually do want Lively to get those minutes. Um, I want Lively to get those minutes, Lively, yeah. I think Lively is a little bit more advanced than I thought he was. I think he is going to be ready to contribute. Maybe not at the start of the season, but I think he'll be able to give you 10 to 15 quality minutes this year. And um, if he is, at that point, um, move homes. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be eating up $12 million on my bench. That's kind of the thought I have. I think if they I can't move homes, which I think is going to be harder to do, I, I, I just, why, like, because my whole thing is with this theoretical Clint Capella trade, Tim is always the player that gets traded. Everyone is saying that. But, like, the Hawks got as many fucking guards as we do. So, like, people keep saying, I would trade Tim in seconds because of the roster imbalance and I'm like yeah they they like why are they giving they only really got two centers on the roster so why are they trading one of the good ones like Tim don't really save them that much money you know I mean that's why people try to throw McGee as opposed to Holmes's big old because Holmes that's a tough number and then everyone is is assuming he's going to take his player option of 12 million so you know that's a that's a kind of a tough number as opposed to like McGee's six if you're adding that with Tim and then I mean 
they're thinking i think the thinking is they're also giving up um buff king uh so that's somebody who not to say he would have been slotted in for minutes but after dejounte trey and like i think aj griffin plays a little bit on the wing it's like who are there what's the backup guard situation looking like there or like just guards i mean they got they got bogdan still oh uh that's who i'm missing i'm like who else is no yeah. i knew some that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, and but what's crazy? I don't even um, think. I don't even know. There, and they just gave Bogdan a bag, so it's just like, so they gonna have Trey, Dejounte, Tim, and Bogdan. I don't think nobody want Bogdan's deal. So like, it just. I don't think that Tim for Capella trade. I think as soon as they got off John, I feel like that. Unless we're the third team, I just think that don't make sense, and I almost feel like it's still a possibility that. They just use like other shit, like they use DeAndre Hunter and other shit for the matching salary for Siakam, and they just have two centers. Like he only got two more, two more years left. It ain't the end of the world if they keep him. But anyway, I, I don't want you know it's fucking Dwight Powell. I don't want to devote as much time to Dwight Powell. I just. He's he's just so weird. Like people start losing their mind when it comes to him. Like he's the representation. He's the physical representation for everything wrong. Like people get so angry at him. And then you got the weirdos. It ain't a lot, but there's like two or three weirdos that like defend him like he's really, really good and bring up his like, no nah, man, he ain't that good, but he's not the worst player in the NBA. He's not the worst center in the NBA. And he just ain't. He's just a high, solid bench big. That's it. That's it. Full stop. 10, 15 minutes a night. And he plays four more minutes than that. So apparently the Mavs are in love with him. And I don't know. But anyway, moving on. Um, it caused a, our, our, our guy Reese made a tweet. <laughs> and he was so right. Um, there was a clip that was, I forget who originally clipped it, but basically Kevin Gray Jr. There we go. It was Kevin Gray Jr. talking about Grant Williams and he was basically saying how good Luca was at getting guys shots at the end of the shot clock and keeping them in rhythm and then he says the the next step is empowering his guys to kind of cook themselves and literally the first comment I saw under that was that's a casual take. Dog that shit blows me away because guy on the internet who like people get so mad when people say that and this is like Jalen kind of alluded to it with the whole rhythm thing last year everybody was in their feelings about Max Struess and low key if you actually listen to the Max Struess interview instead of just reading an aggregation of it he essentially he didn't he wasn't hating he just saying it was hard until he got to the whole championship bit and I honestly, we didn't talk to rehashes so much. I forget how many players said J.J. Redick, shit, J.J. Barea. People have mentioned, like, yeah, that play style ain't necessarily, shit, Spencer. People have said this is probably, in a non-hating way, just acknowledge it. But the fans act like it is a crime against basketball for anyone to say that. And these are dudes who play with him, that love him. And I don't know why that's such a problem, Right. I, I really don't know why that's such a problem. Wait, I, I just, I don't get it. 
SJ, tell me something. Why do people get so defensive about this topic? I will tell you why, and I love that you use that word, defensive, because that's what it is. And I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on this, right? I've been, this is because this is something I've been talking about for so long. Um, and this isn't like, like you said, a topic that just popped up today. Like it's something we've been talking about for a while. And I just think that people don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? I think that's what it is. They know they can, I guess, privately acknowledge it. Um, and whether they want to make excuses for it. Like, I think people can acknowledge it, but we've gotten to this stage. I think before it was, it, we've moved into in sequences and in stages. I think originally it was, no, that's not true. Like that doesn't happen. He doesn't play like that, blah, blah, blah. And then when, you know, the evidence mounts, like you said, um, people become more vocal about it. Now it's kind of evolved into, okay, well, yes, it's a thing, but <laughs> the roster is why and yeah. forced to do it. Like he's like, you know, like it, it, now it's like excuses, excuses, excuses. And I mean, the thing is, um, I it's just a lot going on there in the sense that you can acknowledge that it's something that's a thing, but also believe that, well, he can improve because that's like what, like me as a fan, that's what I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, it's, it's possible. It's possible is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it started. It started when he, his leg meat was falling off the bone and he started changing his game. Yeah, I he remember. He physically couldn't do it. He was fighting for his life to do it. it that i like um even when we're looking losing i was like okay i'm liking how luca is playing like i acknowledge that he started to adapt a bit more and that's all people are looking for him looking for you know with him you can't just say oh well the roster is bad so he had to like do everything about even when we've seen times when that's not the case you know what i'm saying and he you know things are still a different way but I think there's a lot of play here in, in the sense that I think like you brought it up too, and I really agree with you in the sense that age is a thing, but in the sense that it's not just he's young, he needs to improve, but I think young guys just like to play like this, just on a whole, especially this generation of dudes, like they like the ball in their hands. They like, they like making the plays. They, they like to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're young, like I said, as you get more experience in the league, and that's the thing, Grant even said this, like, that's why um, when I saw the Kevin Gray clip, I had listened to the interview already, and I even, I was not going to talk my private conversations, but I was even talking to someone in the DMs and saying, hey, or like, Grant said something, I was like, Grant said something in the interview, and I literally said, I'm surprised no one has, um, <laughs> like said anything yet and it's funny because um that stupid account that um i don't like and most of us don't like um won't say the name but they posted the clip but they um aggregated a different like portion of the clip so when i heard the full um i had listened to the interview and i was like well that's funny that you clipped that part because it there's kind of an interesting you know thing that grant said um, and even with that, Grant also said that Kyrie, he said Kyrie's older, Kyrie knows when to do his thing, but also get off the ball. He explicitly said that, like, Kyrie knows how to get off the ball as he got older. So 
there's kind of like an age effect there where yes he's young like younger guys are going to play but as you age you try to grow out of it and break the bad habits as we've seen around the league we've seen this several times around the league where um guys who early in the careers had the ball all the time um kind of got off the ball more or even the other way too guys who play the other way but as you know maybe they got older teams got worse they had to get more on the ball like we've seen that and we've also seen guys that did not adjust and just have gone through their years even if they try to we see that they're not happy if you guys can understand who i'm subbing um so you've seen guys not adjust um and there's a couple guys too that could fit that um bill not just one um so my point is that He's young. He'll, the hope is that as a fan, he will get better. Where fans differ from like guys that are like, we call them haters, is where the haters just think this is him. He's never going to change. And they drag it like indifferent. You know, they drag it. They use this to say that he's not a good player. He'll never win a championship. Like that's, that's what separates like someone like me versus like a hater. I'm not saying all that. Like that's, come on. I'm, I don't believe all that. I believe it's something that he will, like I said, he, and like you said, he's already kind of started to adjust it, adjust to it. And it's just a mentality thing. It's really just a mentality thing. So once he understands um, that, hey, I don't have to make every play. And I mean, the self-assisted numbers, that's something I talked about all last year, even before then, um, into the previous season. Like, I just hate that his is just so high. And yes, product of the roster blah 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 but now I think he's playing with guys that can make plays for him yeah Kyle V can make so, a play for him. Easy. So, so someone my mentions just lit up he was 88 percent unassist unassisted uh shots or points or buckets before the trade it dropped to 75 post trade so he can even like in a very short period of time he immediately changed and this is also where like for me it's not just having the ball it's also pace right and i guess this is all kind of in the same topic i'm not gonna hold you i was today years old i assume the way we play we've been one of the slowest paced teams since frankly when because Dirk was old and couldn't run, so we were slow when he was here, uh, the back end of his career, and then we continued to be slow during the Luca era, which is funny because as soon as Rick Carlisle got Tyrese Halliburton, they immediately became the fastest paced team in the NBA. So you can't put it on coaching, like it's your personnel. So that's why when people get to blaming Jason Kidd for that shit, I'm like, Rick Carlisle, we were slow with Rick Carlisle, he goes gets a different roster, gets a different team, and they immediately start running. That's a whole nother aside, but the facts are the facts. Don't argue with reality, okay? But even with the pace, like, you know, I know it's something we've said. Hell, I think I've said it. I think you said it. Well, we didn't have a team that can run, right? Well, Kyrie shows up. The team goes from literally, I think, bottom two in pace. We end up getting to, like, the equivalent. If we played the pace we played after the Kyrie trade, we would have been, like, middle of the pack, right? And I noticed, like, bro, Jaden broke out. Jaden started hooping. 
the two months post Kyrie trade is the best fucking bask offensive basketball Tim Hardaway Jr. has played in his life. Like dead ass. He's never been better than that for two months. That's the best two months of basketball of his career. Fucking Reggie Bullock shot the ball well. Like everybody, the only people who like fell off during that stretch when the pace increased were the bigs. And some of that was Christian Wood moping and folding. Some of that was Maxie's leg meat falling off the ball. And some of that was just Dwight Powell being Dwight Powell. But the, 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 the dudes who can score points, like they all, or shoot the ball, they all got better with that pace. And so, I, but I always thought like, well, we're good. And I even going into the playoffs, I was like, yeah, let's play the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's play uh, the Sacramento Kings. Let's play all these teams that play a high pace because we're going to grind them out. And that's why we're going to be a good playoff team because the playoffs are slow and it's about grinding them out. I believe that. I really believe that. Dog, I actually looked this shit up today. All the teams, the last seven NBA champions have all fucking run. <laughs> They've all been towards the top of the NBA in, in fast break points and pace. The fucking Denver Nuggets were, I think, top five. Actually, the last seven NBA champions were all top ten. Uh, six of the last seven were top five in fast break. Nope, that's a lie. Toronto was top six. Um, they were six. They didn't break the top five. So I guess technically it's five of the last seven were top five, and all of them were top ten or whatever. And even the team that wanted like that that Kyrie and uh, LeBron Cavs team, they were a very slow paced team, but their efficiency when they did run is was one of the greatest of all time. Um, ESPN is doing this thing, this YouTube series, and they might be running on TV where they sh they're going over teams that won the championship and why they won, and they pointed that out. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize how important running and being good and fast break was in the modern NBA in the playoffs to win a championship. I thought these were all grinded. I thought, because the playoffs are slower, right? I thought teams were just grinding that shit out. And no, nah, man, no, nah, no. The champion, the champs are running, running the fucking ball down your throat. I did not realize that until today. Yeah, but that's another myth, I feel like. I feel like somebody um really did this research and found that the pace, like, it's not as a steep drop-off as everyone. Really? Okay. That makes not, sense. I uh, believe it. I believe it. It's not like a, oh, it goes slow. Go, like, it's not as, that's a, that might be a little Mandela effect where everyone's, it's not, I think it's, like, actually insignificant. It's um, one of those things everybody said for so long, and it might have been true for a while, that everyone just says it, and... I just, I believed it. It made sense to me. And we've been a pretty decent team and we've been slow as shit. And then you get in look and it's like, yeah, dog, we actually need to run. It's not, it's not a luxury. It's not something to keep players in rhythm. If we're winning something, we need to be a top 10 fast break team. Like that ass. Well, the, the value of easy buckets. It's, yeah. it's also a, uh signal that your defense is 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 pretty good right you get a stop you get the board um get out and run that's usually what 
you know, how fast breaks happen or you get a steal, get out of run, you know what I'm saying, like stuff like that. And yes, our defense hasn't been like great, but even when our defense was great, we weren't like a crazy like fast break team um, then either. It's just like you said, I think um, just pushing it more like there's some plays where it's like, um, and that's the thing I don't like Lucas processing speed is so fast. I don't want to make it seem like it's taking him a while to see the floor, but it's like he gets the rebounds and he prefers to take a beat, you know, like stop. Like we're kind of not, I, I don't want to say regardless of what's happening. Cause like, like I said, he keeps his head up. He, you know, if a guy is, you know, um, cherry picking and out there, he'll get the ball to him. But sometimes um, if it's, if it's not a situation like that, where it's very obvious, you know, your man is down there alone, you need to get the ball to him. If it's a situation where a guy could be in a position, sometimes we don't get those points because you know, Luca preferred to take a beat, you know, after he got the rebound and, um, or he's, or if somebody else got the rebound, he's like calling for the ball. Like he, you know, wants the ball slowing things up instead of, cause that's another thing. Um, like we also, I feel like have guys that can get the ball and go. It's not just Luca, you know, before when he was playing with like Dorian and like Reggie and like all these guys were like, please don't bring my ball up, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you know, like, love y'all, but I don't want, like, they can do it obviously every once in a while in a possession, but like Dorian should not be bringing my ball up. You know what I'm saying? Like Reggie should not be bringing my ball up. Um, but we have, like I said, Luca, obviously Kyrie, um, and Kyrie's actually a sneaky, okay, rebounder too. So he can I mean, get the- he ain't sneaky. He averaged five rebounds a game. It's, it's kind of crazy for a 6'2", dude. Exactly. So he can um grab the board and go. Josh, to me, can grab the board. That's oh, the absolutely. Thing. He can grab the board absolutely. and go. Luca sometimes needs to stop harassing Josh. <laughs> as soon as Josh get a rebound, like, ring up the gas up, he will get you the ball eventually. Like Josh, It's not like Josh is going to get the ball and I saw and do a bunch of nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Josh is not going to do that. So you could get, like, Josh could get the ball and go, and then y'all could get into whatever y'all need to get into. Um, so even Grant low-key can, like, um, yes, he can push that bitch. And push the ball so like we have guys like it shouldn't so now that's what i'm saying now with this new and improved roster what i'm going to be looking for so that's that's what people are mistaking like just because i say something doesn't automatically mean like i believe this is going to be true for the rest of eternity or anything like that like it's just i believe that now that the roster is much more suited and that's another thing that i want to call out like i think it's bs to say that past rosters have not been suited to i think the really the only roster we've had that was not suited to run was last year's in the sense that Spencer played the same way as Luca where Spencer like Spencer can run but Spencer likes to slow it down as well so when Luca wasn't um playing Spencer was doing the same bullshit yeah um, but he, I, I will say and, and I think you I think you put it in the group chat like Jalen and fucking Spencer are not like fast break dudes but when they played together and Luca was off the tempo was much faster Bro, Jalen units ran, bro. Not yeah. even when Luca was out of. I'm talking like when Luca went to the bench type shit. And yeah. Jalen, like those Jalen bench units, um, ran. <laughs> that that was my biggest yeah. thing I didn't like about Jalen. Uh, leaving him and Spencer used to give backup units hell. Oh, they used to give backup units hell, and they they played with more pace. They they did, and that's why I. Not to step on your point. I know I do this a lot where you'll say something I agree with. 
but like I just really think people again are ignoring reality because they just it's like the Dwight Powell thing it's like yeah man that's just not true we played slow because of Luca, and that's okay to say we played slow because of Luca, in that Luca is going to run the ball more because you already seen him starting to do it you already seeing him attacking earlier you already see him playing with more pace with his leg meat falling off the bone like you everyone blamed Jason Kidd and it was the same under Rick Carlisle and it's just okay to say yeah we ran slow because that's the way Luca wanted to play and to be honest for his development as to be the player that he is like a player as great as Luca was as early as he was he kind of got to figure out what he can do and what he can't do he got to push his limits and I think last year was like all right this is me playing this way I can get buckets. I'm a great player. I can damn near lead the league in scoring. But this is as far as it can go. And I didn't win shit. And I don't want to do this no more. And I think that's why you see him losing weight. I think that's why you're going to see it. I think we're going to be real. I ain't going to say we're going to be really good. But I think this is going to be the best season of his career. And I think we're going to be better than even most fans think. I really believe that. And I think that's also just the natural maturation process of a young player. He 24. Age effects. Oh, you went out. You went out. You went on mute. I was saying age effects. That's exactly what I was saying. Age yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just... Like, it's okay to say, man, you know, Luke is not perfect and there's things he could play better and not everything is the roster's fault or Jason Kidd's fault. And no one wants to but accept that. And I'll be honest with you, even if he played different, our, the roster ain't been good enough to where the shit would be dramatically different either way. Like, that's the other thing. I think when people hear Luca criticism, they think, like, we blaming him for the wins and losses. No. It's just the process. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, and that's the thing. Other thing, other times people say, too, like, well, um, that's the last uh, or the least of our... Um, worries or that should be at the bottom of your maths problems list like y'all talk about the let's say there's 10 items on the list this arbitrary list y'all talk about one to nine every damn day and all of a sudden when we get to 10 it's like oh we can't talk about it it's just off limits you guys don't deserve luca we can't y'all i'm grateful like come on bro give me a break the the thing that kills me is like luca acknowledges this shit himself in like post-game conference press conferences that's why i always will believe in that young man like even though i acknowledge some of the flaws i truly believe he's gonna fix this shit because he's basically said it and he's too competitive this is i mean i don't want to shit on james harden but luca is not james harden luca is a shame haver that is one thing I will never, ever have doubt in my mind. He is not just going to be this fucking dude who don't play defense without a ball. I don't believe it. I just, I refuse to believe it. I will need him to prove it beyond all shadow of a doubt. He don't want to change because I saw him change with no, with his leg meat falling off the bone, with the season on the line, trying to adjust to a dude like Kyrie Irving on the fly when he probably shouldn't even have been playing. So you ain't going to tell me this man ain't going to be in the lab getting his body right, getting it together. But I can't ignore what I've seen in the past at the same time, even if I think he's going to change it. And I'm tired of people in my mentions like, 
you take shots at Luca all the time. Like, bro, man, this the game is the fucking game. Like, I don't know what y'all want me to do. Like, I know I'm gonna see what I'm gonna say what I see. And if I see something and I have a strong opinion on it, I'm gonna A verify, okay, this thing that I see, is it actually happening? Is it real? The whole Dwight Powell playing starters minutes, I had to verify that. The whole thing about NBA teams that actually won the championship, how much they actually run, how much they actually are good at fast break. Like, I ain't gonna hold it. That shit blew my mind. I checked it just on a on a while here, and I'm like, dog, the teams that's winning are running the ball. This slowdown shit is not actually, that's something that is said that is not necessarily true anymore. Denver ran the entire postseason. Sure did. Fucking uh, Milwaukee did too. Milwaukee did not have a good half-court offense by any measure when they won the championship. They fucking ran the ball. They they got out in transition. They were elite defensively, and they fucking did fast-break basketball. Um, fucking Lakers, the Lakers when they won it, same thing. The Lakers did not have a really good half-court offense. The Bucks didn't have a really good half-court offense. I don't think the... Okay, the fucking Raptors were sixth in the NBA in fast-break points. I don't remember none of that shit. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. Uh, the Raptors this? always run. The Raptors are kind of... um. That's been their thing the last couple of years. There's, you could always find them at the top of the league. But I'm talking about when they won the chip. Like Kawhi, Mark Gasol, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry. Them niggas was old. And they was running like that? I don't remember that at all. But they you did. Powell. Powell is a little speedster. Powell gets gets down. I think it's the other thing of like, they had so many guys that could grab it and go. They had a lot yeah. of guys that could grab yeah. it Yeah, because Pascal yeah. was grabbing that bitch and was out. Yeah, Kawhi grabbing it and go, Fred grabbing it and go, Kyle grabbing it and go, Powell grabbing it and go. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that really I just, I just, I thought, if you would have told me, I would have thought they were one of the slower-paced teams. I knew their defense was great, but I did not know they, uh, I just don't remember that shit at all, SJ. I was shocked when I saw they were six, but it made me realize, like, hey man, niggas be running. The champs are running. And the point is, all this was like, I don't know. It was the, I guess this, before we wrap this up, it was all come back to that Grant Williams interview about empowering people. And Kurt is in the group chat right now, mad about it. (laughs) And it's just like, guys, like, I don't, I saw Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm a Tim fan. And when Kyrie showed up and we played with more pace, he played the best fucking basketball he's played in his life, the best two months of his life. Like, fam, it's okay. You know how people was mad? Like, Kyrie is doing this All Lives Matter basketball. Well, man, that shit was working. It was working to make the role players play better. It, it uh, By any objective basis of measurement, it happened, except for the bigs. And fucking bigs, was they stink. But all the other guys, it, it, it elevated them. And I just don't want us to... We just got to do better with some of this stuff and get over our feelings. Or if we have strong opinions, like actually check the data to make sure what we feel is the truth. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I co-sign. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to do one more break and then we go. Hello. All right. We back for the final time. Um, we talked about the Grant Williams thing and I guess the pace thing came off the Tyrese Halliburton thing. 
I, I do have a question. How fast do you actually do you think we gonna play next year? Because I, I they what got they they, they get they got up to I think from the uh uh all-star break to the end of the season we were like 16th we went from dead damn near dead last to like 16 17 and that's what luca with no leg meat and we, middle of the pack like or maybe like a step up from middle of the pack i don't mm, I, i'm not sure if we're gonna crack top 10 i okay can't ask a like i don't see luca going from like yes he got better but like i don't see us just jumping top 10 and that's fine that's fine to me um but i think we are about like 15 maybe 14 maybe 13 but that's that's as far as i'll you know stretch it um but yeah i mean that's good enough for me like it's just we can't be at the bottom (laughs) yeah that's what i'm saying we just can't like why can't there be a middle ground we just cannot be at the bottom like not to say that we can be at the top top um because i understand that Yes, Luca's never gonna be up, down, up, down, up. Like that's just I understand that, but it's just that yes, we just need to do it more. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, and have it be a respectable number, and that's the thing consistently. Like, I understand bringing up post trade deadline um data and all that, but like at the end of the day, that was a small sample size. So like, um, trying to tell me stop gassing. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say like, can we see something like? things look different in a more you know like obviously a wider sample size and consistency like of of this is it going to be consistent or like 82 games is a long season especially if they're adding um like what if we ended up in the end season tournament who knows that's extra game but at the end of the day um it's a long season 82 games if you're in a plane you're playing more so like is this going to be sustained like that's the question so i mean I do think we're definitely going to make a sizable jump. Um, It's just a a question of whether it's going to be kind of maintained. You know what I'm saying? And a a good habit is kind of formed. Yeah, I I think around 15 to 10, it wouldn't shock me. It it really comes down to, I don't know if they're going to be able to get Tim off the team, right? But I think they, if like, if it's like Jaden or Omax playing a, uh, not Jaden, if it's Omax playing more of the three and, and Josh, those are the dudes that are pretty much exclusively playing the three, then I do think they're those dudes are just going to get out and run by nature. They're young dudes. And I think Luke is going to create, create the pace. And I think you think about it. We're probably still going to have those substitution patterns where Luca sits down to start the second quarter. Um, or maybe they change that up a little bit. I'm not even sure, but Kyrie with them kids, they're going to be running and fucking gunning. And I think that's going to, and I think Luca is obviously going to increase the pace more. And I don't know. I think it's going to go up. I think it's going, I think we're going to be in between that 10 to 15 joint. But um, before we get up out of here, I touched on it last week. But I want to ask you because you you kind of gave me some pushback, and now that the season is here, or I won't say the season is here, but I don't, I don't, I think the roster we got is the roster we start the season with. In my heart of hearts, I believe that, right? How do you think the minutes are going to break out? Like, who's playing? Who's playing over the whole season? So, 
I guess I, I don't remember. I think I just talked about the three, four minutes. But I think Rashawn Holmes is going to play the most minutes. I think he's going to start. And then I think Dwight Powell will come in for like 10 to 15 minutes. So I'll go 24 for Rashawn Holmes. And then I'll go 12 for Lively, 12 for Dwight. And obviously, all these minutes can fluctuate three or four or five minutes each way. Do you agree with me or disagree with the center center minutes? Mm, I'd agree. I do think Rashawn's going to play the most if, if this is the roster. Um, yeah, I think Rashawn's playing the most. And I do think they try to carve out, especially if Lively shows that he can handle minutes. Um, I think they're going to try to carve out uh, a nice chunk for him. So, yeah, Dwight's going to have to split that um, back up, those backup minutes. Yeah, and I, I also think, like, I won't be shocked if Dwight just don't play every night. Like, they was trying to make it to where he didn't play every night. They were tried their hardest to do it, and JaVel and Christian Wood just didn't answer the call. So, um, Maxi, as far as the four minutes, I think Maxi is going to play 20, 25 minutes. Maybe he closes at the five, I'm not sure, but I think just due to Maxi being injury prone, I don't think they playing Maxi as much as they've played him. And Maxi's average, I think, like 25 minutes a game. I don't even think he playing that much no more. So uh, Yeah, for, they won't try to save Maxi. Yeah. Uh, so for the four minutes, I think Grant Williams is playing the bulk of his minutes at the four. I think Grant Williams <laughs> Grant Williams might be towards the league leaders in minutes played. Like, his ass going to be out there. Um, I think his ability to guard up, his ability just to hold his ground. I, I'm i not going to hold you. I actually think the fan base is underrating just how fucking stout he is against big people as far as not getting put in the basket. Like, he's better than everyone we had on the team last year, including the fucking bigs. Like, that ass. He's better than all the centers at holding a a spot on the block. He's better than all of them. Like, it's, I'm not going to sit here and talk about him like he's the Kimbe Mutombo, but it's Grant, you're just not putting Grant in the basket over and over and over again. He's big as fuck. Like, Grant Williams is probably like 240, 250. He probably weighs more than Dwight Powell. Um, So I think he's going to play a lot. So I'm going to go for him in the four. I'm going 30 minutes a night. And then I think uh, I think Maxi plays I don't ten to fifteen minutes at the four, then plays another five or ten minutes at the five, and then I think Omax gets ten to fifteen minutes. I know I said it would be twenty, but I do think he it'll be twenty by the end of the season. But to start it out, it's going to be ten to fifteen. Do you and I do you? I guess before we move to the three minutes. I do think Josh is going to get to start, and I do think Josh is going to get to play. Josh is going to have to stink to lose his spot this year, or Omax is going to have to set the world on fire. Because I don't think, I think with the whole money aspect of it all, and I do think Josh is a good kid, I don't think they're going to play with his money. Um, I, I don't. So I think they're going to give Josh the benefit of the doubt. Do you agree with that statement, yeah or no? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think they work on an extension for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that we get, a, um, get an extension done. And I do agree. I think he's going to start. Um, 
And I mean, I mean, a leap could be there. I mean, we haven't heard much from him. Um, I think he's still working with the um, was it the the same trainer he had last year? Yeah, last year, right? Yeah, he got the same trainer. Yeah, so he could be expect. He's still so young, you know what I'm saying? Still has so much um room to improve. So it's a it's a situation where um he could make a leap where he's he you can't take him off the floor in the sense that he's gonna play a lot. Um so yeah, I mean I do think he's gonna get a chance. I mean they still you know really like him by all accounts. Like yeah, yeah. he didn't he like there's this narrative, that's another thing, like things that people feel that was not necessarily true, that like his minutes got reduced a lot towards the back of the season. No, they didn't. Like the only time his minutes really went up is when Jaden uh Jaden was when uh Luke and Kyrie didn't play and that's when he played the most minutes. But when the both of those dudes played, like I get he lost the starting position. Jaden was out there. I mean, Josh was out there. He played. He just didn't look the way he did before. And that's something else I always say. I feel like people act like Josh was was shit when Luke and Kyrie played. Like he was just this fucking bum that was stinking up the court. And that, that wasn't true. He he just stopped looking like Andre Iguodala reincarnated. He still was all right. He still was solid. He still was giving you eight, nine points a game. Like, I don't... That's something else where it's like... Because he stopped scoring 20 every other night, people made it like he's just stuck up the joint the last two months of the season. And that's not true. Um, like, you just look at it. He, he just stopped looking. He just stopped balling out, but... I think he can continue to take a leap. I really do. I still, long-term, just think he's too small to play small forward for a good team long-term. But, oh, well, we can we can give him an extension and make him Bruce Brown once Omax get it together. Or he just fucking, he get in the lab. Um, I, I, this is something I saw because I can't confirm it. Dog, the NBA.com got Josh Green listed as 6'7". He's not fucking six seven, or am I crazy? He's six. He's six. He's six six in shoes. He's okay. six five. Six five. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was trying to confirm because I was like, I was looking at like the size of different starting forwards, small forwards in the on the playoff teams. I was like, yeah, Josh is kind of small for, and even if he's six seven, that's still not like super tall for his fault. A small forward, but I thought he was six five. I ain't gonna lie to you. So we'll see, man. I, I I do think Josh can make that leap. But anyway, with the guard minutes, I think Luca playing 30, 35, Kyrie playing 30, 35. And then I think Jaden plays 15, 20. And I know some people are gonna hear that and be like, oh Jaden Hardy only gonna play 15, 20. But yes, Jaden Hardy's only gonna play 15, 20, and then Seth's gonna play 15, 20. I think that's it, man. I think them the dudes are gonna play. I do think we're gonna have like a I don't know, nine, ten man rotation. Cause I don't I do think fatigue was a thing for like everybody on the team. And I think they realize like we can't run playoff rotations for a whole season. I think they're gonna try to buy minutes with from, from guys, if that makes sense. Or that's what I think gonna happen. Do you think Jason Kidd is gonna do that? Um, 
Maybe. I mean, I agree with you, especially with the Jaden thing. I don't think Jaden's going to play um, too much. But I don't know. I mean, rotations are usually hard for me. Yeah. I, minutes, I, I don't think – I think people underestimate how hard minutes allocation really is. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, not just balancing egos, but also just, like, knowing um, – when and how much to allocate a dude in which spot, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I don't know. This, I think, I just don't, I really hope this is not the roster we're going in with. Um, and I said this last year, and we went in the roster, and then we changed the list. I don't want it to be the same thing where we go in with this, and it's like, even if it's good, it's still in, and at the deadline, we're doing stuff like, please do something beforehand. What, like, what, do, you, what do you want them to do? I, I disagree with you. I'm fine with this roster. I nah, want to clear up some stuff like like this, you like Seth and all these people. Like we just got a little too too many too many six three to six five guards that can't yeah, right here. Yeah, like get me some like. Just move it around, like you know what I'm saying. Like clear that up a little bit. Um, yeah, get somebody like it's not like the Derek Jones Jr. thing. Like, no, he's not as good. Like that's the thing. I'm not saying these dudes are world beaters, but like it makes it a, a little more balanced. And sometimes that's what you need, like fit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily like names and um all these things. It's just sometimes the pieces fit well. And I think in a situation like that, like last year's team, I just didn't think, like, especially after the trade deadline, pieces didn't fit all that well in the sense that defensively, it was just like we were not, there was nothing we could do. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, we couldn't do anything about that. And I... you're the worst position to be in. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, your roster, you can't, you just can't do anything with it because of your roster. That's And that's what my concern, you know what I'm saying? No, and I think your concern is valid because what you said about last year's team, I talked about it on Twitter, the Bird app. I don't know if I we touched on it last week. I don't remember to keep it real. But when I go back and actually watch last year's game, post-trade, post-trade deadline, there was just so – there was like there were so many times where a big wing, Kawhi, LeBron, and I know those dudes are the best players in the NBA, where – with the game on the line, them dudes just did whatever they wanted to. Like, we didn't even make them sweat. It was fucking Justin Holiday as the main defender on them, or Tim Hardaway Jr., or Josh Green, or Reggie Bullock. And ain't none of them dudes good at guarding power wings. And they were fighting for their life. And <clears throat> you would have to double. And if you double, and if you use your big man as a double, those other dudes, the other wings we had, the other players we had on the court were small, so they couldn't keep a, uh, the other dudes off the other team off the glass. And the reason why I have so much confidence in this roster right now, if it is the guys that we got, man, I, like I said, uh, Grant Williams can hold his own in that situation. He ain't no great rebounder, but he's going to block out, and he's even if he don't grab a rebound, he ain't just going to be letting it be a fucking field day on the offensive glass from his man, right? Even if he gets switched on a big dude and he got to keep like a center off the glass, he's solid at that. He's so much better at that than Reggie fucking Bullock or literally anybody that was on the roster, including the fucking centers last year. He's better at that aspect 
than any of the players we had playing the three through the five. And then I think Rashawn Holmes is going to be better than Dwight. I think Rashawn Holmes, I'm not about to gas him up to where he, he you know, he going to be putting up 15 and eight and we going to be like the number one or two seed in the West. But I think he's going to be productive. I think he's going to be better than Dwight Powell. And I know the bar is in hell when it comes to that, but I think he's going to be better than, than Dwight Powell. And the other thing is, Dwight piled on towards Achilles. What is he, 31-32? Having yeah. Dwight Powell play 10 minutes a night just from a his because the type of player he is, is going to be better from him because he can just play balls to the wall for that 10 minutes a night. So I think we're going to be better from that aspect. But I really – I wish I could articulate the way it felt watching those games with hindsight or even watching them right now just how undersized height and strength and bulk th- then that all the guys we had playing the three through the five were like, they just were fighting for their lives. And I'm not sure Reggie Bullock stinks as bad as he looked because he's a fucking power forward. And even when it comes to Josh green, I don't think Josh green could guard threes, but I don't know, maybe once Derek lively or, you put Derek Lively and Grant Williams at the four and the five or just bigger people, maybe he ain't fighting for his life as much. Maybe he can play it or Omax for that matter. So I think we're going to be better. And I understand because to me, I love Tim, but Tim got to go. That's just the thing I just keep coming back to. Like you, you just, Tim got to go. I, I think Tim hooped. If we didn't sign Seth, I'd be like, yeah, Tim can, can go ahead and stay around but you got Seth Tim and Jaden like what we doing and and Tim played a little bit better defense defense I think Tim played the best defense of his career last year but it's still I don't I still don't want him guarding threes ever I don't know what what do you think I mean that's that's my sentiment that them like clean up your log jams, bro. That's the moral. This that's the moral of the pod. Let's name the pod that. Clean, <laughs> clean up, clean up, clean up the log jam. I got you. Yeah, like yeah. I, it's just like clear some of that up. Like just bounce out the roster a bit more, and you'll be surprised how much that helps. Just off that. Yeah, I, I'm to the point where I'll trade Tim for a player that's not as good as he is, but I don't want to give up like extra assets. Exactly. exactly. Like, like I, I'm to the point. Like, if we could trade, I, I have a question for you. I know, just thinking of a, a trade off the top of my head, would you trade Tim and Rashawn Holmes for Gordon Hayward? No. But Gordon Hayward's a wing, SJ. No, I'm just playing. Okay. Only because he's just not available enough. If if he's just not, and then that's just two bodies that, like, mm, uh, he's not available enough. Okay. I get the vision, but he's just not available available enough. He's not available enough, and I at this point it's a pattern with him. I can't expect like shit. He could come here and play, a, a, but his amount of games that he plays is just a little too low. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of a Tim trade that works because I, I I don't know if this is controversial. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would, as long as like Holmes is on the roster, 
I don't know if I'm trading them seconds and Tim for Capella. And I don't think the Hawks would anyway, but even if they would, I don't know if I would do it. I don't. I just don't. I don't know because then now we we go from the guard log jam to the fucking center log jam. Because Capella going to want to play and Holmes is going to want to play and we got to play lively. The only dude I think would be cool with not playing is Dwight. I think Dwight will be perfectly happy to sit on the bench and be like a vet leader. Or well, what do you think? I, I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't uh, Dwight would be the only one cool with not playing. I don't think. Like he obviously would want to play, but he would be like he who caused no problems at all. I think Rashawn obviously got out of Sacramento to play. Yeah. Um, and then lively. I mean, he's a young guy. He's not gonna stir no. You know, he's not gonna um cause no problems. But and that you want your lottery big playing in some capacity. Yeah. And then yeah, so I and then obviously Capella, if he's here, he'll be playing. So yeah. yeah. But would you do Tim in two seconds for Capella? Absolutely. I disagree. I'm sorry. I have to do that, bro. I have to do that. All right. I, I'm not. I, I just that's, that's you move Rashawn at the deadline, bro. If if it's that, especially if you um give him backup share minutes for the time being, and he's showing that he could still kind of hoop a little bit. You you worry about that later, bro. I'm doing that. I'm I'm sorry. Tim in two seconds. I'm doing that. That's not, um, I keep Josh, I keep the first. That's my issue with the Capella trade is Josh in the first. I'm not trading. Look, and that's something else. I'm not like a Josh Green Island person. Um, I know you love Josh. I know I, I got Bibbs and Reese and Rolo. People love Josh. I like Josh because he played for the Mavs. I, I think Omax is eventually going to start. But I still want him on the fucking team. He still can play a lot of minutes on this team. There's a lot of minutes available to him, even if Omax becomes a starter. And the other thing is, I think Josh is a two. I think if Josh, man, there's so many teams, if Josh was able to play the two full time, like he would be, he would look so, some of these knocks that he gets, no one would have. But I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I I, I kind of like having Josh's Kyrie insurance. Am I crazy? Because what if Kyrie just gone in two years? <laughs> you know, like then you could just slide Josh or Jaden in there. And I ain't, I don't think they as good as Kyrie, but I think they'd be good to what you call it infrastructure. You got a solid young player that can guard that don't stink under cost control contract that you could just throw in there and say, all right. Till we figure out what we're going to do with Kyrie, we're going to go ahead and run uh, Josh or Jaden out there. Hey, how do you feel about, let's say Omax is everything we hoped and dreamed. Are you then trading Josh or you just let him be the sixth man? I'm not trading him, bro. Yeah. Um, I, because I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Kyrie's here. I don't think he finishes the contract here, but even if he does, that's only three um years under. And then, I mean, Omax... Uh, at the end of the day, you can, there's a world where, I mean, yeah, you could slide Josh to the bench too. And he'll, I, th I don't think Josh is going to cause problems. I don't, I think as long as that bag is right, Josh is going to be perfectly fine with whatever happened. But if y'all yeah, play I, with his money, he going to be like, hold on now. Y'all can't do this to me. And he's scalable enough to me where you can put him anywhere and he'll try to, um, he'll, you know, give you production, especially if we're projecting off 
potential, yeah, I believe he's going to be one of those plug-and-play guys where you can start, come off the bench, do all of that. So, yeah, I'm not just trading him just because. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's all crazy. Depends on the trade. Like, if it's like if I'm getting another, like, young piece back, like, of course, like, that. that's why I was comfortable Um, if he would be, like, traded in, like, a hypothetical PJ trade. Fine, yes, PJ's young enough where he's coming back. Like, I know he can be a part of the long-term future. Yeah, sure. Um, especially given that there might be um overlap with minutes, especially if Omox hits there, that's great. Um, but I mean, yeah, I'm not for Capella. I'm not doing the um, I'm not touching the first. Not not giving up Josh. Yeah. So it's gonna take Tim and any combination of seconds. I don't want to OD with a seconds though. Like two is the most I'll go definitely. Granted, we don't have that much anyway to just throw out, but. Tim, any combination of the seconds or McGee, um, that's yeah, that's the, the most I'll do. Yeah, if if now, if they would take like, cause low key they kind of need they gonna need some bigs. They only got two bigs on their roster. If I'm two centers, so if they would do something like Rashawn Holmes, cause he's gonna provide that lob threat. Uh, McGee, shit, I give him the seconds in a heartbeat because that, that, to me that's the perfect trade i'd almost do that before i i don't know man I, i'm just not trading josh like i'm just trying to think of i'm not trading josh unless it's for another wing like i would do that shit like you said for pj but i'm not trading josh for a big and i know that i don't i don't know if that's become controversial and i'm not like a josh defender like that but I'm just not trading him for no fucking big, for no fucking Clint Capella, Daniel Gafford, even though I don't think that's on the table anyway. Like, I, I probably, I will say this, I would have thrown me in for DeAndre. I ain't gonna hold you. I would have did that. If 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 it was like Tim, Josh, and fucking, uh, what's the other bum we was trying to give up? Holmes? I think I would have did that. I think I would have, but it's going to have to be a dude that got like that type of potential that's under a long-term contract. I'm just not trading Josh just to trade him. Um, man, I think that's it. I think we hit on everything I wanted to hit on this week. Do you have anything else you want to contribute, ma'am? No, sir. Well, right, y'all, I think this part went a little longer than usual. Um, we had been keeping them at like hour 15, but this is going to be the last one we get for two weeks. I might do a guest host. I don't know. I really, what I might do, if I do one, I might call Logan because we tried to do a a pod. To call, I think it was a year ago. might even been two years ago now, but my computer ate it. So I might run him back. We talk about some draft stuff, but I don't know, man. If y'all, if I don't do that, if I don't find a guest host, this is what, this is all y'all going to hear from us for another two weeks. And we appreciate all y'all listening and we will holler at y'all. Peace.